Hello and welcome to this training session. My name is Ashraf Ayad and I'll be working with you today of using the production shaders or the MIP shaders within Maya for your compositing purposes. So here for example I have an image that I took with uh, my digital camera. It's a regular digital camera, nothing fancy about it. And I'm just compositing three CG elements in it. As you can see it's taken in the environment colors and adding it correctly and also having the reflection nicely. You can also take it a little bit further and rather than having it comped within your image we can also do it that it will come out separate along with the proper alpha so you can composite that in your compositing package later on so let's get started I'm gonna start by creating file new and we're starting from scratch the first thing I'm gonna do is to add an image plane to my camera and I already took a couple of pictures so I'm just gonna use uh, one of them now and now it's just a matter of adjusting the perspective to match that image plane. So I'm just using the grid as my guidance. And as I mentioned in the beginning, I was using my uh, home digital camera to capture these images. It's not a fancy camera at all, it's just a regular uh, digital camera. And uh, matter of fact, I was using the Sony CyberShot here to capture the background. In order for me to capture the environment, I used uh, just a mirror ball to capture that environment illumination you don't have to buy any fancy devices to capture it like in the HDR images you can do what I did and I used the Chinese relaxation balls here and they come in many shapes you might see them looking uh, something like this and one of the colors that they come in is the chrome which is highly reflective and pretty much that's what I've done so let me show you a couple of the images that I've took so here is the background and the environment ball for it another background and the same thing with the environment ball. As you can see, actually, you can see me here taking the picture. And when you're doing that, you want to make sure when you cut the image, it's, you cut it right at the edges here. You don't want to capture illumination from the other uh, parts of the room or the uh, area that you're capturing in. Okay, so let's get back to Maya. And I'm just going to create a plane that we're going to be using as the shadow capture or the, where the object is going to sit on. And I'm just going to add simple objects just to for the render speed. So what I've simply done here is I added multiple materials, all of them actually main materials, and from the attribute editor of the materials I have presets, so I choose here for example something matte, and here I choose chrome, and here is glass, and since this is glass I placed another coil inside here so you can see some reflections or fractions. And for this plane I'm just going to give it a regular Lambert, and doesn't matter to be honest with you because we're going to override it with another MIP shader. But I'm just going to lower the transparency so I can see the uh, background. And from the looks of things, I need to move them down a little bit. Since this is my image plane, I can go to the attribute and say fit the resolution gate. So we're pretty much ready to go. So the first thing I'm going to do now, I'm just going to go to my camera. And under the mentary section, I'm going to add the lens shader which is the EMEA exposure simple and by default we have a gamma of 2.2 so if I render this as is we start seeing things out of the bat that obviously the gamma is adding to the background image this is something we need to remove and we start seeing obviously this is not working properly so we're gonna st start adjusting all that stuff right now I'm not gonna be using the image plane anymore I'm going to rely on the ray switch environment for that. So I'm just going to go to my image plane, reduce the alpha gain to value of zero, 
that means it's not going to show up in the render so if I just do a partial render here you see it's not coming anymore we need to obviously to bring that image back to the background camera so we're going to go back to my perspective and in the environment itself I'm going to use the MIP ray switch environment so it's going to be under the environment section here it is and you'll see simply it has two parameters so it's a very simple shader you have a background and an environment so the background will be the image that we used for the background and the environment will be the mirror ball the one that we used to capture the lighting information so to capture that in background and as an image we're going to use another MIP node which is called MIP camera map so and here it is and it's simply going to ask you what do you want to map to it it's going to be a texture file I'm just going to locate my file which is the background and pretty much this is done now I'm going to go back to my ray switch environment and I need to add the environment which is the mirror ball so it's another node called an MIP mirror ball pretty much is going to ask you which texture file that you want to add and for this we're just going to locate the mirror ball that we just took picture of so let's render this and see how it will look like right, we start seeing a little bit of improvement because we have the uh, reflective object here capturing the environment but we still didn't adjust these washed out colors so for this I need to go back to my nodes so I'm just gonna go with my focus here to go with mirror ball one and you will see it has a section for the D-gamma since I'm using 2.2 for the one that we had in the EMEA exposure simple and I'm gonna go back to my camera map and also we have another one for D-gamma 2.2 so let's quickly render this and oh by the way while we're doing that since we're capturing indirect illumination I'm just gonna enable final gather just gonna lower the value here for speed let's have a quick render and right off the bat you can start seeing things looking much much better now obviously we need more ray trace for the uh, glass so I'm just gonna adjust that now and let me increase this to one for the sampling and ray tracing and increase the shadow because I'm gonna have shadow now and that's gonna be my next step is to capture shadow so I'm gonna put uh, a light just to capture the shadow here to simulate it uh, that it's falling on the uh, bench and I know there is a light coming from this window here and another light coming from this door here which is an, a nice parallel light that's coming in this direction so I'm just gonna place a spotlight here to give me the fake shadow that's gonna fall onto the bench I'm gonna go say look through selected something like this and increase the size and since we want shadows I'm going to enable the ray trace shadow and increase the shadow rays to be 12 for now and this soft shadow so we're going to increase the light radius and let's see how that will look like okay so we start to get something but not really what we want we want it obviously to uh, be softer than that and uh, we want to get rid of that plane here but for now you can see the reflection is coming out nicely the matte object is being illuminated you can still see it fits same thing with the uh, sphere that is uh, glass so let's see what we can do about that plane in here just gonna go to the uh, material of that plane and what I want is the actual SG node 
and under the mentoray section we're gonna override that shader I'm gonna put a material shader not in the shadow it's gonna be a material shader which is gonna be the MIP matte shadow here it is and by default the background is set to black so let's see how that will look like if we render it and here you go it just came out black so we need to tell it that to use this image as the background color so if I'm gonna open my hypershade this is the ray switch and you will see we connected to the background the MIP camera map this one has the texture file that is the background image so we're gonna do the same thing I'm gonna go to the, the matte shadow and I'm gonna put the same node that has the MIP camera map just middle mouse connected to the background color so let's minimize that and render again and you'll see it came out nicely so now it's a matter of adjusting the plane that I make sure it uh, goes a little bit further and also the shadow need to be warped down because it's too harsh here for the slight adjustment I'm gonna bring my uh, image plane back the render here obviously now we start seeing a conflict between the background because I have it uh, uh, enabled for the image plane that's not really what I'm looking for I just want to see the shadows and how far they extend that looks about right let me adjust the light a little bit I'm gonna increase the shadow radius maybe to 6 and increase the rays, shadow rays and since this we have a glass here I'm gonna increase the ray depth as well so let's render that so now the shadows are acting much nicer maybe it's a little bit strong so I'm just gonna reduce it a little bit in here now I'm gonna get rid of this image plane by reducing the alpha gain back to zero just gonna render this portion still the shadow is too strong I'm comparing the shadow with the original shadow that the object has in here so I'm just gonna reduce that one more time uh, probably it's still in my history for the focus here it is and I'm just gonna give it a tint of red while we're here let's adjust the drop off a little bit increase the number alright so this is getting much better I'm not gonna spend more time uh, adjusting the shadow or the lights uh, I think I've got enough to, to explain the idea you can also add another light that's coming from here to give you more realistic uh, approach for the shadows because you can see shadows is in here as well but this is what we end up with and this is what we started from so obviously a huge difference um, as you can see there's all other attributes here that adding to the uh, realism which is the amplitude occlusion for this we can have a closer look at the MIP shadow itself and because it has lots of parameters that we need to explore but before we do that let's save our file when we look at the MIP match shadow you'll see it has also multiple parameters that help for example ambient occlusion is on if I disable that you'll see here in the ambient occlusion which adds a lot of realism to your render once I disable that you will see the object will appear that if it's floating in midair and it doesn't have that contact on the ground so that's why we have the ambient occlusion on the ambient occlusion samples it's pretty much the same thing that we have for the MIP ambient occlusion and for the distance when you leave it a value of zero that will give it automatic detection uh, so you can reduce that let's say uh, to 10 
to tighten up how far the ambient occlusion is going. So you see here and right underneath the sphere, it was darker before, now it's a little bit lighter because we controlled how far the distance is going. If you are having a reflective material, so let's say there's a varnish on this bench and you want this object to be reflective, then you can obviously enable catch reflection. It's going to go down a little bit here. And if I render this, and you'll start seeing now there is a reflection happening here right underneath. It's more obvious with this uh, torus. So the reflection color is a multiplier on the reflections. For example, if I drop it to black, just keep that image here and render again. So you see we pretty much disabled the reflection. So I'm just going to exaggerate in the reflection. I'm going to increase it way high because at this particular point I want to show you that when we increase the reflection samples along with the glossiness we can have blurred reflection so if your surface is somewhat uh, blurring the reflection we can also adjust that from here so I'm just going to render this to show this is the sharp reflection if I increase now the samples let's say to 12 we're going to start seeing blurriness so you see here the edge is starting to blur a little bit and this is a combination of increasing the samples and reducing the glossiness so if the glossiness is to let's say these to one back to one and the glossiness is to one this is going to be very sharp if you're going to reduce the reflection glossiness a little bit and you also leave it to reflection samples the samples is not going to have enough to calculate give you a nice blur it's going to be very uh, harsh you see it didn't have enough samples to uh, to blur it so it was just pretty much like dots floating in the on the uh, rendered but if I increase this to 12, this will be a nice reflection blur. So you see here now, it's nice blurred because we have lots of values for the samples and the reflection glosses is very low. So I'm just going to go back to the default here for a sec. So as for the reflection uh, max distance and the uh, reflection falloff, they're the same thing as the MIB closely reflections. So if I bring every back to default, the maximum distance, when we say zero or whenever you have a value of zero, it's automatic detection mentor will determine how far it's going to go. But if you want to max out how far the distance of that reflection, this is the way they control it. So if I put a low value and render this, you'll see it is appearing, but it didn't go far. Because it's right there. So if I go again to uh, maybe uh, two, and then one more time you can start seeing it more visible now so I'm just gonna reduce back to zero to get the default but the same thing with the falloff pretty much uh, calculate how fast that ray will reach to that maximum distance that we predetermined so uh, it's the same thing as the MIB glossy reflection so leave that to default too the catch indirect that means if I have an object that's here that's being indirect illumination let's say that we have a card like let me create a plane a lighting card and I'm just gonna assign a surface shader give it a very uh, visible color red just put it out of the way here now let's keep this image here for feature comparison and render that you're gonna start seeing it's affecting the color of that plate in here so it might might not be obvious because we have the reflection so I'm just gonna go back and disable that reflection and we have the catch and indirect light so I, I disable the uh, reflection let's render that 
the first thing you do once you render it you see there's there's nothing it's the color of that red tint here is being captured everywhere except the ground so I'm just gonna keep this image and that's because the indirect lighting is the added here is black so if you multiply it by zero it's gonna give you zero so if I bring this all the way to one render that region again you'll see now here it's very obvious that there's a red tint on that plate so I'm just gonna disable that setting this back to black so let's example uh, render this like so for the multiple outputs on uh, this shader has the ability to output uh, multiple uh, parameters of this uh, calculation which is for example the shadow raw ambient occlusion raw and reflection indirect and also elimination laws as well so we're not going to be doing that for now so I'm just gonna let this go for the catch elimination uh, you can add the specific lights that you can list in here and that will capture that light that you will add but since we're using default lighting we're not doing any customization here I'm leaving this uh, to be off there's a couple of things that uh, I left in the, at the top you can uh, disable cat shadow so if I do that you'll see here there's no shadow anymore you can customize the color of the shadow from here as well if you wish to uh, so for example to be this color nice. and let's see if I render this again you'll see here it's starting to be very very bright so obviously we need to adjust it down I'd rather to have more control over the shadow from the actual light and this is the ambient of the color itself the self shadow if you have multiple objects that uh, containing uh, this shader and you don't want them to be shadowing on top of each other you can disable that to be have known self shadows if you notice the uh, back of the glass maybe I should put glass on this uh, cylinder I use glass thin and I'm just gonna render this one more time okay so we have the glass here alright so the glass here is on I just wanted to see it's coming out back and one of the good things that we can do um, is to actually have the object that is receiving that shadow if I go back here a little bit and scale it just for uh, the show and let me go to its input node and add more divisions and go to my vertex mode and just select these vertices and move them up so we can have the object actually entirely behind it and just render one more time now if I compare this from the previous render and you'll start seeing there's a difference especially behind the glass in here and in here and that difference is because that object that has the uh, FIB matte shadow on it, it can act also as a blocker so for example if it, there is rays coming through and you want to, you want to capture the, what the image is behind the sphere you'll see now we can see more of the brown here more obvious rather than we had before. You still have it a little bit but this is now more accurate if you want to call it that way. It will also as I said it will work as a blocker so if I create a uh, simple uh, cylinder here and I'm just gonna push it down here. so it's going through the object if I render this portion now you see that the cylinder is uh, intercepting the object but it doesn't render 
if it's behind it and that will be a great idea for you if you let's say for example if you want to put a shovel here or whatever item behind the object and you still can't composite so all you have to do is just build a dummy object right in front of it and that object will have the MIP mat on it and then this way you can start compositing it the downfall for this now is that this, the, the elements is composited right on the background image and if I go to the alpha there is no alpha for it so if I want to take this by itself along with the shadow this is not going to be the optimum solution for you for this I'm just going to open a new scene or actually go to the uh, original state of that scene so I reopen the scene and pre-rendered the image and you can see here there is no alpha so I'm going to keep this image for future comparison and now let's adjust our shading network so we can capture that alpha so we have the MIP matte shadow and the background is connected to the camera map and that will add the image which is the background in it go back to my hyper shade so I'm just gonna zoom out a little bit and I'm gonna break the connection if you notice here there's taken out value A and out value if I do right click and say break connection you'll still have one which is the A connected so make sure that you break that as well from here and the only thing I'm going to do different now is I'm going to connect a new environment to the background which is the MIP ray switch so for this new environment node I'll be using the same MIP camera map as my environment so I'm just going to make this one in here and for the background I need to pass the alpha so I'm going to use a node that is under the data conversion which is called the MIB color alpha and I'm going to put it in the background however this node by default has the factor of 1 because it usually have an input of like for example a texture file that you want to extract alpha to it so we wanted to say oh no I don't want you to I actually I want you to ignore that input in here so therefore I'm going to put a value of 0 so this way it's not going to be looking at the input so let's have a quick look at what we've done so far we have the ray switch connected to the MIB color alpha as the environment and we have a couple of parameters here so the map obviously is connected to the uh, texture file the multiplier is if you want to increase the intensity of that map you can multiply it by this value we, of course this is one so therefore it's going to be one to one the D gamma since we already have a, uh, a lens shader the Maya simple exposure shader and we put the gamma over there 2.2 so we need to match it therefore we're going to place 2.2 in here per pixel match that means we stretch the image that we have for the in the background to fill the screen size which is the render size if it doesn't it should have a warning in at the bottom saying it doesn't match uh, however if you say per pixel match that means the image will be aligned bottom left to the screen size bottom left and if it doesn't match obviously it will have uh, a cut or uh, an, a black area because it didn't f fit in the screen so let's render this and see what we've done so far alright so we see now obviously the shader doesn't look at the background color anymore however if you look at the alpha you see the alpha is being captured in here and this is get us closer to what we want uh, I'm going to keep this image here because I want to show the po next point which is transparent alpha and actually this is will make more sense when I render so if I enable this and render you will see here the alpha now is capturing the actual geometries plus the, the shadow so that sometimes can if you want it to be in that uh, particular situation for the composite we can have the color still capture the background but when we enable the transparent alpha will give us an alpha 
of the of the geometry along with the shadows so I'm just going to disable that for now because I don't need it and after that is off screen is environment and by default is on that means it's capturing the uh, image that we are using as the environment to eliminate the scene to return the rays back in here if not if this is disabled it will return whatever color value that you're going to place in here since we want our background so we're just going to leave that as it is so if we look at the color now here the only thing we need to fix obviously is the camera so we fix the shader on the plane we need now the camera to ignore that image so we're just going to go back to my camera and you see the environment shader is still the MIP ray switch so I'm just, so just going to modify it in here a little bit I'm just going to go my hyper shade and I wanted to ignore the background so I'm just going to break this connection but I want it also to pass the alpha so if I go to my utility I'm going to use the same MIB color alpha node so let's render one more time okay so the render is fine everything behind it now is extracted to black and if we look at the alpha it's captured the geometry plus the shadow so this is what we were looking for and if we compare the two results from previous and after the illumination values still the same it didn't change at all now you can use this image to comp it in post or whatever application that you wish to choose so we looked at two ways we can render it as such in one shot or we can render it in passes and this way you have more control over it in your compositing package well i hope you guys enjoyed this session and i'm looking forward to talk to you more